Graham. Nice. Here I am. <laughs> you cozy? It's, it's cold. I bet. Do you have a little space heater? Nope. Aw. So it's just me and five layers of fleece. It's cold in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little Eskimo right now. Like you look, you look proper bundled. Yep. And then I got my blanket. Me too. <laughs> so I'm super duper bundled. It's chilly. You guys, this is what it takes <laughs> to record a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. fortunately inside where it's it's. I wouldn't say it's like warm. It's definitely warmer, mm -hmm. I think, than where you're at. But I also have my blanket because yeah, it's getting chilly. It's getting chilly, and I'm the room I'm in. These are all single pane windows. Oh, yeah. So, so if it's going to get cold somewhere in our house, it is going to be right where I am. Right. Totally. So that's fun. Totally, totally. Soup's fun. Soup's fun. <laughs> How you been? Um, like, you know that thing we posted in our story today? Uh, the... With the, um, the gifts? The gifts are, yeah. Yeah. The um the one that I picked for how I'm dealing with the Scorpio season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how I am. Yeah, the, the bottom middle one. <laughs> <laughs> I was ripping uh, hair out. <clears throat> yeah, this is my rising sign season, so you know things aren't going excellent, but emotions are definitely high. So I, <laughs> I have my jar of feelings gif in that yeah. portion of of mine, but it's... um. What's going on with you? Like so much, but also not, which is what's like frustrating about it. The whole IVF thing. Yeah. It's paid. Awesome. We're paid. Exciting. But we have no date. Like no scheduled appointment? N yeah, no idea when it's going to happen. So you've made the investment, but you don't know. Which that took like half a day. Which is a whole other story. I'm not even going to get into it. Are they going to call you? Is it like the balls in yeah. their court at this point? Yep. Okay. I'm on a wait okay. list. Um, when I called in the morning, we were like 13th on the wait list. But like four or five hours later, when I actually was able to pay, mm -hmm. I don't know. She wouldn't tell me. It was a different lady. She got oh. very like, I can't tell you any of those things. Whereas the first lady was okay. very like... It looks like they're scheduling for January, February. Um, there's 12 people ahead of you. Like, mm -hmm. very open about it. I don't know. So my excitement kind of, like, plateaued and then, like, took a dump. And now I'm, like, in this, like, place of, like, Meh. Like, I yeah. know it's going to move forward, but yeah, does not feel like it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a spot to be in. It sure is. But, um... Yeah, how are you? Um, I've been better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of stuff going on personally. Uh, but uh one of those things um that has been really building and I've mentioned it before is just um my I've been slipping back into like a bout of depression. I've suffered mm -hmm. with depression since preteen years, I think probably since I was yeah. like 12, but didn't actually start seeing a therapist until I was maybe like 13, 14. But yeah, I so 
the last few years has been the most emotionally stable that I have been. I've put a lot of work into myself, um, invested in myself as far as just going to um, one-on-one talk therapy, also group therapy uh, over the years, and just being an overall mindful person. Um, just having that mental emotional awareness is pretty big for me and just learning all these different tools through those different avenues I've managed to lead a pretty great functioning life but with everything that's going on this year worldwide as well as just really personally things have gotten to be too much Um, and I finally made I finally reached out and made an appointment to start up therapy again yay yeah so excited my uh appointment is tomorrow morning it's a video appointment and it's gonna be the first um therapy session in oof like four years (gasps) so it's been a very long time yeah i was i think the last time it was you know recovering from um an abusive relationship So that was huge. And that's when I started going to like group classes along with one-on-one therapy. And Mm -hmm. then I kind of met this, you know, happy equilibrium where I had all these, you know, tools um, to help manage day to day. And yeah, so I mean, four years going strong. Now I have my first kind of big long-term bout of depression because I still have some depressive days here and then like just days that are just not good Um, but it's been a long time since it's been an ongoing thing I'm always such a huge advocate for mental health and getting professional help um, especially when you feel like things are getting away from you but you don't even have to I don't I don't think anyone should have to wait until you feel like overwhelmed Um, I let myself get to that point just because I'm for my my reasoning was that I'm so currently like busy that I won't right. reach out until I feel like I absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. But it feels good. Um, It felt great to make the appointment. I'm excited for it tomorrow. And um, yes, so we'll see. So exciting. Yeah, I'm happy for you. And I think it also speaks to the fact that when you're dealing with something like depression, it's not something you get over. It's something you learn to live with because it never fully goes away. It's always there. Oh, absolutely. I think, And sometimes it mm-hmm. makes a reemergence. I think one of the biggest things that I had to face and accept about myself, and this is what truly helped me manage for so long, four years without going into a big bout of depression, I think that's really huge because it's usually like I have one or two a year uh, before that. Um, I accepted that this is just a part of who I am intrinsically and to accept that on my happy days, there will be one day where I don't feel so great and that's going to be okay. Yeah. Like on my happy days, I think of like everything that I have overcome and so Uh it makes it easier to accept Bad days will happen again, and when they do come, I, I have that kind of assurance. I know I'm going to survive it. Because sometimes yeah. I know that depression feels so incredibly unbearable and mm-hmm. emotionally and sometimes evenly physically painful. Yeah. Um. So anyone out there that has gone through it or is going through it, 
I've, I'm there with you. I've been there. I get it. And I really like beseech people to get help, even when you're not going through some big crisis. You know, it, it, you don't have to wait for that. No, you really don't. Because sometimes it's really nice just like having those talk sessions where it's just uh, or therapy sessions where it's just, you know, like kind of like maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. Just checking in with someone objectively is really nice. So anyways, that's it. Absolutely. I think that's super important. I meant to get back together with a therapist with going through the whole IVF stuff. Because mm -hmm. I found myself in a bout of depression, but that I had to keep telling myself was a situational depression. Mm -hmm. And by the time I had like gotten the phone number and everything to call, I like I didn't get out of it. But I think I found I kind of reminded myself that I had some tools and then I just never got around to calling. Mm -hmm. And I know I should have. And I still should. Yeah, it's um. It's funny because uh, when I called uh, to make the appointment, um, because, you know, they ask questions like, you know, this and that, what's going on? Are you, you know, are you posing, are you going to pose harm to yourself or others, this and that? And, it, you know, going through that and really vocalizing more than just I need help trying to, you know, yeah. having to get into the specifics of it was very emotional in and of itself. Um, yeah. And I... I did, I was brought to tears, but it was like a, a release. Like after I got off the phone and made that appointment, I just felt so relieved. Good. Even though, you know, you know, days can stay crappy. I know that there's like light at the end of the tunnel. So mm -hmm. I've found some relief in that. Good. Um, looking forward to help the therapy helping me through all this personal stuff that's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. All good things well, on the horizon. I wish you luck on that. Not mm. just luck. I wish you... What's, like, a good thing to wish? I wish you a happy brain. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, we need a better term for, like, when someone says they're going to therapy. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Like, I wish not you really, wellness. like, not good luck. It deserves its own special... I know we should Terminology, have a special word for it. I, I do like happy brain for the interim, though. <laughs> happy brain. <laughs> Wishing you a happy brain. <laughs> well, okay, so this episode, we're kind of pulling out of our asses. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, strap yourselves in, folks. You're, we're going on a ride. <laughs> this this is not a uh, learning episode so much as it is um it's still, I mean you're going to learn yeah but... it's still witchy yes but uh we're not going through like uh, something that you can take into your practice um but we just yeah. thought let's have something kind of fun cuz i feel like we've been doing like a lot of deep dives and kind of heavy topics <laughs> Let's take a look. We need something for shits and giggles right yeah, now. Yeah, so this is the witchy shits and <laughs> giggles episode. Um, and we thought it'd be cool to just talk about witches on the screen, like their depictions yeah. in movies and TV shows and kind of just go Who we like, that. who we don't like. Mm -hmm. What we grew up Good with. Good representations, bad representations. Um, I do want to start with 
because I was so interested. I'm like, what's the earliest representation of a witch in either a show or a movie? Mm -hmm. And the earliest I could find was Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937. But can Mm -hmm. we just say, like, how wild is it that that movie is from 1937 and there are children that still grow up watching it? I know, right? That and then Wizard of Oz, which I know is like... Yes, and the two Wizard years of later. Oz came, yep, two years later after that, which mm-hmm. is so interesting because they, the two introduced the two different tropes that you often see with witches, yeah. which is like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is like the evil Old hag. witch queen, right? Right. That's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, uh, lustful for her beauty and, and has like this demon in the mirror and whatnot. And then the Wizard of Oz which actually has a good witch. And then so you have the battle of good witch, bad witch. Right. So that one I think is so, so interesting because you have, it, it does have witches, but then it has that kind of a more mm-hmm. progressive representation of a good witch. Right. And also interesting that they do use um, the, like the directions. Yes. You know, the wicked witch of the West and the yeah. East. And then what was Glinda? Was she the South or the North witch? I feel like she was north, no? Ooh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But still, I just find that interesting that they Mm -hmm. used that, too. Yeah. And I think, like, what is it? For, like, as far as TV series, so I I found this kind of, like, this really cool article um, from this blog or website called Film School Rejects. And it's titled uh-huh. A Short History of Witches on Screen. And so it's interesting because obviously you're going to see representation of witches on the screen as the fad of witchcraft rises. And yes, so it says uh, the peak times for witch centric content can be seen around the late 1950s and early 1960s mm-hmm. in the late 1980s and 90s and now in like the past five years. So right. 1950s, 1960s, you have um, Bell, Book, and a Candle, which is from 58. Um, that's a movie. Mm-hmm. You have Sleeping Beauty. That's in 59. And then you have the show Bewitched, which is 1964, and it ran, ran through 72. Which I, like, several months ago tried to, like, rewatch that show. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I remember watching it when I was a kid. Yeah. I was the weird kid Nick that stayed night. up to only watch Nick at Night. Yes. I didn't really keep up on much else and i'm rewatching it and it's kind of hard to watch now because it's very like you kind of want her husband to fuck off (laughs) what's the husband's name like darren or darren it's darren right okay yeah yeah. because he's very like you promised you wouldn't be a witch anymore and she's like i know sweetheart it's my job to stay home and keep house and you want to be like I get that that's what life was like back then, but yeah. come the fuck on. If you're, I don't know. I will. I, give, I, I, I didn't um, finish it. Bewitched the credit of introducing like a lighter comedy feel to yeah. witches in the media. Um, just like the, you know, kind of like the, and then this is like a new trope, like the witch that marries a muggle, if you will. <laughs> right. And the um, drama slash comedy that ensues from their union. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's the first wave. Sleeping Beauty. So, and this is something that I also realized that took me maybe longer than it should have. But when we covered, um, like, the history of, like, 
was it you covered it like when we went into like kind of the history of witches and the malleus maleficarum oh yeah like witch lore witch lore thank you yeah the witch lore Mm -hmm. episode and how maleficent comes from maleficarum from that i like i don't know why it took me so long to put those two things together (laughs) i'm just like oh it's a disney movie and something very scary (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like She's a witch, and she's named Maleficent. Uh, it all makes sense. Malicious Maleficent. Malicious Maleficent. Yeah, and then like. But then I do have to say, we've done pretty well with like going back, redoing, not redoing, um, the Wizard of Oz, but with. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! It yes. seemed like oh, Elphaba actually was not a bad witch. Oh, and that like, started. We just whole, misunderstood her. Absolutely. And that started the whole craze of like, let's recreate things, but through this perspective of the villain and human yep. And that, then Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Yep. That she wasn't bad. I kind of like that they did that. Well, even Frozen, too. That there's like the Snow yeah. Queen, that she's basically a witch. And in Christian Anderson's uh, original uh, oh, story so of the Snow Queen, she's the fucking she's villain. She's so bad. She's, she's so bad. She's a bee. But. Mm-hmm. Disney then created the storyline of, you know, in her perspective, it all surrounds her, and she's obviously not the villain. Um, Disney came back yeah. around and said, fuck that stereotype, yep. let's fix it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Um, and then, like, oh my gosh, all the amazing 90s movies that came out that were witchy and shows. Well, in late 80s, because I fucking loved oh, The Worst true. Witch with Tim Curry. The Worst it's, Witch um, with Tim oh, Curry? I forget her that name. doesn't ring a She's bell. Uh, the actress who plays Nancy in The Craft. She's got oh, the okay. weird name. She plays her as like this little girl. No, oh, Nev Campbell? No. Nev um, Campbell? Fiz- no, not her. Wait, I don't. never know how to pronounce her name. Um, I'm not the best at The Craft because I've only ever seen like excerpts, like little snippets. So I've actually never seen the full movie. You can believe that. Really? Really. Feruza. Feruza Bulk. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she plays her as, fuck, it was a, probably around the time that she was. She also did um, Return to Oz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you also have um, my mis- Teen Witch. Remember that, like, they used to play it on the Disney Channel. Oh, my God. God, Teen Witch, that's on... With that, um, with that lady that's in, um, oh my god, what the fuck, uh, Poltergeist? You yeah. Come, come here, child. Now, I, we've been friends for like thousands of years, child. What was her name? <laughs> I love her. She's like her. this tiny old woman, but then she had this voice of like this little girl because I, I believe she was, she had some sort of dwarfism, right? Um, you know what? I'm not She's sure. So Zelda May Rubinstein. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, child. I love her. You come here. Oh, Graham also mm-hmm. loves that movie. Um, and he has a thing for Robin Lively. <laughs> can we talk about like uh the rap music battle <laughs> that's in that movie? <laughs> well, and Robin Lively like recreated it. I don't think the other did girl she did. Really? Yeah, who did she do? She recreated it with someone, and it still blows my mind that that's Blake Lively's older sister. Right? I like, like it. Took me the longest time to learn that, but um, yeah, I think yeah. that was probably uh, watching Bewitched 
uh, during Nick at Night. And mm-hmm. also, I mean, I guess adjacently, um, I Love Genie. Or no, not I Love Genie. Uh, what was it? I Dream that's, of Genie. I Dream of Genie. I Dream you of Genie. You said that and my brain went like, er, that's not right. But Yeah, I'm like, I know that isn't right because it it's actually is. I Love Lucy and I Dream of, so yep. I dream of Genie. Like, I know she's supposed to be a genie and then, like, goes into, like, really, then she's a cryptid. But then, really, like, her character is very witchy as well. You know, just that woman yeah. with powers, right? But, um, man, like, then when you have the wave of the 90s, like, the Crucible, Practical Magic, mm-hmm. the show Charmed starts. There's The Craft, of course. At the very end there, uh, yeah. And then um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch actually started in 96. Which is so funny because I didn't start watching it until the early 2000s when I was, you know, a little older. But yeah, I did not know that it had started back in 96. But yeah, just like this huge wave of these witchy shows, um, just like this really cool resurgence. For me, it was definitely Practical Magic that was uh, the most uh, impressionable. But it also, Sabrina existed in comic books. Oh, yeah. And I grew up uh, reading the Archie comics. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Because I just got like this thing like saying your internet is unstable, like your emotions. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think Sabrina was an Archie starting back in like the early 60s. Yeah, for me, Practical Magic was really big. Um, like the one mo- like witchy movie that was like the most left the mo- like a, the biggest imprint on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh! I think it was the first time that, other than Bewitched, where I saw uh, witches being painted as just like people and not these demonic, you know, villains. Right. And that was so cool to me. Um, and I think that's honestly like where I started kind of getting really interested in the occult. Mm-hmm. I know for me, and I've said it before, but it, for me, it started with the craft. I mean, I, obviously, there was interest in witchy stuff prior to that. And I think it was probably from things like Bewitched and like stories mm-hmm. and, and things sure, like that. Sure. Um, yeah. But then I think the craft was just it was closer to my I was eight. So not that close to my age range, but <laughs> like girls in school. Um, hmm that I, I don't I think that was practical magic for me I saw it but for some reason it didn't really like click with me for some reason until I was older yeah I I think uh what really was just uh very um surprising for me watching it as a young eight or whatever year old because I didn't watch it as soon as it came out I was very very young um mm-hmm. I think I was four at the time that that movie came out but having watched it later um in my youth I think just the fact that when she said, no, there's no devil in the craft. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was like this, my little like Roman Catholic immigrant Latina-ness. And I'm like, que? <laughs> no Satan? <laughs> it just totally, I think just, I think the the romance that they built with it, just like the beauty of just it, it being very nature based and like that's why I've always made uh, not, I'm not just realizing this might be why I'm I've, I'm really into like herbalism and the gardening mm-hmm. and the teas um, seeing like Sandra Bullock's character having her apothecary shop and um, and then that like amazing little greenhouse or solarium thing that was off no, of their oh kitchen. My God, yeah. Oh my gosh. So so pretty. See and then I think for me I was more into 
like their craft with the whole like we're taking back our power. Mm. We've had these things happen, so now we're gonna take things into our hands. And then I also I grew up more attracted to like the horror side of things. So like Suspiria, the original and the remake are two of my all time favorite 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 movies. Really, I've never seen oh my the original God. one. I have seen the remake though. The remake is probably my. Mm, it's probably battling it out for my number one favorite movie. With the original or with no, another one? With the right stuff. Totally not witchy at all. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> it's very like historical. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, the, the original Suspiria, I love. I love the music. I love the storyline. The idea of these three ancient witches and spell casting via dancing hello oh my god yeah i mean which the remake gets a little bit more into the story of not too does it really get into the story of the three witches kind of like it gets it got me more interested in hearing about these three women and what they're all about and i know Mm -hmm. like i kind of hope that they do not a remake of the other two movies that followed Suspiria, but right. I know that I that was the original more of that plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is for anyone who hasn't watched it. I'm co- just like warning. It's extremely graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I enjoy horror in a different way than you do, but. I still saw kind of just the raw power and like disgusting beauty of that of that film. I only seen the remake again, but it was so funny because I'm watching it and I mean, I'm watching it in the living room and it was just like on a weekend during the day. I'm watching this because I've always been intrigued by it, finally making mm-hmm. the time for it. And my cousin and uh, who was living with us at the time, staying with us. um, And then Gavin, they like walk into the room and they're like, what the fuck are you watching? Because, of course, they <laughs> walk in during like the climax of the film. They're like, holy fucking shit. Like, Maria, what is this? You mean the end part? Uh-huh. Where it goes, that where it goes literally ape shit. Ape shit gore. It's one of gore. the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in a movie, which I know is weird, but like also just... And I remember the first time I saw it being like, what's with this music? It doesn't fit. And I've, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that movie. But like every time I've watched it since, the music is just so perfect. Mm. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it at first. But imagery, that's, a, that's one I have oh. to go back and rewatch because I've only seen it the one time. And now that I know the movie, going back and seeing like things that I've missed. And it's all women. It's all women. There's, I think, two guys, very, very briefly, and yeah. one of like the main like male characters is played by a woman, Miss Tilda Swinton. Right. Oh my gosh, that's right. She plays, I think, a total of three characters in it. Hmm. But what's the just, third one that she plays? Um. Well, she plays the dance instructor, the right. old man, and then, the, and then man. the um the old witch. Oh. Okay. The like looking one. Oh, that's her in that getup. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. Totally unrecognizable. <laughs> I just thought it was some sort of average Jane or something in there, just with oh, this no. like bodysuit. Miss Swinton. And oh my gosh, the I'd be very interested to hear of anyone that um 
knows sacred geometry. Oh, yeah. And with the, like with the dances mm-hmm. and the choreography, I'm wondering what's in there as far as sacred geography or geography. Oh my gosh, um, geometry. <laughs> sacred geography. Um, <laughs> the other geo. Uh, you know, I feel like I looked as, that up once. Because like as uh, like a a, a dancer, because I I was in dance company in high school and took um, classes and whatnot. I loved that part of it, just like the artfulness of the dancing itself. Mm-hmm. And so it would be very interesting to see, you know, I'm sure they were, I mean, oh, yeah. in a movie like that, everything has intention. Absolutely. And I do, I feel like I looked it into it at one point. I looked up who the choreographer was because I feel the same way about dance. Dance makes me cry every time I see it. Mm. Um, I, I danced. I don't remember how many years I started really young mm-hmm. um, and I was very like, I'm going to be a ballerina when I grow up. That's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> my mom had other plans and then my body just kind of went to shit. So I am not a dancer anymore. And when I watch dance, it makes me cry because I Aww. miss it. What um, was your favorite genre of dance? Ballet. Classical ballet. Oh, cool. That was my absolute absolute favorite that's the one as soon as i see it i like tears start rolling Mm. i love it so Um, much it's so beautiful gosh have you been to the um san francisco ballet like the nutcracker performance that they put on oh my god it's so it used to be a yearly thing that i would do and every year i would sit and cry (laughs) so yeah i started out with ballet at a very young age too but I think as I got older, like obviously with my, my Latin roots, um, got intrigued with like Latin ballroom. Um, and then once I got into high school, really loved hip hop and then lyrical and jazz. I think hip hop, lyrical mm-hmm. and jazz were my two. Yeah, my or my, I guess that's three. I can't count. Apparently I majored <laughs> in art, not mathematics. Um, but yeah, those three were my favorite. See, hip hip hop. I did that for a very short period of time. It's not for my body. My body won't cooperate with that. It was very much stricter styling. Mm. It preferred. I did tap too. Mm, tap's I was, fun. I was good at tap. I wanted to do like Irish, like river dance oh. style, but couldn't find anywhere to do that. Um, and then for a period of time, there was a woman who taught classes at the place that I went to. She taught Hawaiian dancing. And she like talked to my mom and she's like, have her take classes. And so I was the one little white girl (laughs) doing doing hula. And that was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's not forget hula. That is a gorgeous form of dancing. Because it's like storytelling, right? Yeah, it's and it's it was kind of cool for me being really little learning it because because I was white it wasn't something that I grew up with so I got to Mm -hmm. learn about it it never felt like like I wasn't taking it on like this is a part of me but I also in classes was learning that it was very much a part of um life for the other girls that I took classes with Mm -hmm. and I just I don't know I grew to really 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 respect not just hula but like any type of Polynesian style dancing mm-hmm. it's incredible it's beautiful it really is you know it's another really beautiful kind of dance is bollywood dancing oh my god the it, yes. I, I took i took bollywood uh classes as well um 
because I, I've always been very, um, I've always been a big admirer of Indian culture and Mm -hmm. also would rent, you know, some Bollywood, uh, like rom-coms. They're not bad. No, no. If you're a person that you don't mind, you know, watching foreign cinema, like reading subtitles, Mm -hmm. um, Bollywood is fucking where it's at. I fucking love it. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like, yeah, like I want to take these classes. I used to take some over in Sebastopol and I had the funnest time just like the it's so fun and lively, but also just the intricacies and meanings of the different hand. I don't know, like not postures, but just shapes, the shapes yeah. that you make with your hands um, and the symbols as was was really fun. But it also added kind of for me, I always love a challenge. So like that precision of like, all right, I'm doing this pose and like this move and I have to have the my hands this way and then transition my fingers to look exactly like this and like it's so so it was like this challenge of being so precise because there is definitely that precision in bollywood i think precision is what made me just fall so hard for ballet though for classical Mm. ballet if everything had to be done just right was so rigid there was an exact way to do it and that my brain just clicked with that yeah big time yeah. whereas hip-hop it was like feel the music i'm like i don't you have to tell me how to feel it because i don't know what you mean oh my poor uh <laughs> dancers um i was like the resident hip-hop choreographer in my company and the the <laughs> my fellow company mates that would um be part of my my piece and i would have to like teach them the choreography and obviously in every other piece everyone's like one, two, three, and four, five, six, seven, eight. One, eight, eight, the eight count, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, let's go. Boom, cat, boom, cat, cat, boom, hit, now, boom, and spin. And they're like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, that was And we're like, listen to the music, listen to the sounds that the music's making. It's not that hard, guys. And they're like, what? <laughs> Those poor people. Yes, um, we digressed. <laughs> Which I actually just remembered a witchy movie from like the 40s maybe mm. i married a witch oh yeah i've heard of that movie that's another good one yeah it's mm-hmm. cute i like that one that's <laughs> i don't have much to say about it i just remembered it <laughs> great story mark <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch it um yeah gosh okay something i think it's on hbo max so tell me as far as like the craft like mm-hmm. let's let's do a mini dissection of the craft as somebody who like has never seen more than five minutes of it um it is definitely a movie that leans into the wiccan beliefs and i believe the what did i say her name was Feruza bulk mm-hmm. um that actress she is wiccan so she kind of I think actually behind the scenes like helped out a little bit like this is what we do. Well, so there there's the main girl who they move and mm-hmm. she's the new girl. Now, granted, I didn't deal with being a new girl to like high school going into mm-hmm. high school. But that feeling of being like kind of isolated and alone and like not an feeling outsider. like you fit in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always felt like that. Um, so that was one thing I resonated with. And then she kind of makes friends with these three girls who are other outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but they see something in her and 
they kind of pull her into their world of witchcraft mm-hmm. and she feels connected to it and i think when you are someone who grows up to call yourself a witch you f- you feel that same thing you feel that pull that maybe you didn't know what it was until someone named it and that's kind of what that felt like um and obviously things like go wrong at one point but mm-hmm. um the main character is like you know she comes out heroic i guess you could say mm-hmm. triumphant so just that yeah mm-hmm. cool no i think that's i what, think it, that's what i think me. they have it on hulu I'm, I'm gonna make a point to watch it soon because it's so long overdue for me to watch it yeah yeah the craft teen witches and interesting yep. like the that's a, a very popular way of showing witchcraft and kind of the the taboo-ness of it was is teenagers mm-hmm. discovering witchcraft. And that it comes on at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Like Sabrina, the TV show, obviously, she was 16. Yeah. You know, when she got her powers. And then also, I can't totally say that the craft was all of it. I actually think Hocus Pocus came out a few years before that. Oh, yeah. And obviously, that's a different styling of witches, but... Oh, yeah, that's more of just like a... The, I don't know, it's very stylized, <laughs> New England, Disney-fied, yeah. goofy. But just, it was good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's oh, held yeah. up to this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. God. And then you have things. <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> <coughs> COVID. No, I was kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I was watching um, senators yapping away at the house today and... They're all fucking coughing. And I'm like, all those fuckers have COVID. They're all like <laughs> gr- uh, reaching out for their water bottles. Like literally, like I- I'm pretty sure because they're like struggling to just talk, like do normal things like talking. Yeah. Anywho. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the- then you have like more recent stuff like The Witch from 2015. Mm-hmm. That one is like another really dark one, but is I just my one of my favorites because it's just taking straight from the what is it like the malleus maleficarum just like what those puritans that settled in the new england era thought what thought of like of witches and like the witchcraft lore and just literally Mm -hmm. like it's a fairy tale of that time period yeah it really is it and it um you know focuses on you know it doesn't get into like the salem witch trials but it touches on it just enough Mm-hmm. That it's clearly from that that period of time, that area. Um, I think what's interesting that I always feel like is isn't mentioned enough about that though, is kind of the unspoken reason why this family is being targeted. Because when you think back to like the beginning of that movie, they're being exiled, and they're yeah. not never really clear on why they're being exiled. So it's almost like mm-hmm. this thing of these people were already like damned to begin with. Yeah. And then they're left susceptible to like the wicked woman in the forest. Because that's like it's very stereotypical like this witch that's out in the forest. And mm-hmm. um, but then you also see they I think they do a really lovely job of just expanding on this like Christianized belief of what evil is and just kind of the severity of sin and just seeing this this kid who's like 
in his preteen years and he's like noticing his sister's boobs. Yeah. And it's just like those really tiny moments of like, oh, a sin there and a sin here and a sin there. Mm -hmm. And it's like these little things that, you know, you don't have to do much to be damned and to meet this kind of tragic end. Right. Well, and they were so isolated Mm -hmm. as well. You know, for him, it was kind of, I mean, sinful, yeah, but also what else does he have to look at? He's coming into those hormones and that's all that's in front of him. Mm -hmm. You know, they've, they're around nobody. Their crops aren't doing well. You know, they're kind of out of, in this desperate mindset of Mm -hmm. how are we going to survive? Yeah. But they very, yeah, man, they really hit like so many checklists as far as just that very, Mm -hmm. um, Puritan thought of what a witch was, um, like the baby eating. For the ointment. For the ointment. The baby eating for the ointment. Uh, the isolated woman in the forest. Um, uh, being, you know, giving off this, uh, like, um, a glamour magic of she's this, like, beautiful, lustful woman in a red dress. But you know that she's actually, like, this hag. And she's tricking you. And, uh... Not being able to recite the Lord's Prayer. Yes. Yeah, right. The twins. Yeah. And also just... Then, um, what's her face? Tomlinson? Yeah. Thomason, not Tomlinson. Oh, I don't know. Aunt Anya Taylor-Joy. She's, like, in the Queen's Gambit right now. That's like and most- she's going to be in the New Mutants playing magic. Fuck yeah. Just, she's going to, she looks so perfect for the part. She's so If you like good. comic books and know that. <laughs> I love, love, love her work. But, um, yeah, she does an amazing job as far as like her role um i think that was like her first role right like her breakout role i believe so i'm not sure but you know it's like she's also at this like it's like a bildungsroman that goes awry like she's at the cusp of like adulthood as far as like her body is changing she's Mm -hmm. developed like you know developing her curves and she's it's being seen as sinful and And she's being pushed Mm mm-hmm to the point of, I don't blame her mm. at the end for being like, well, family's dead. Let me, let me, you know, maybe cut that. I don't know. <laughs> In case people haven't seen it. <laughs> Honestly, like, we're going to put a spoiler alert, I think, just in, like, our description. Okay, good. Because her family's yeah. dead and she joins Satan. And you don't blame her because that was a fucking, she had a hard life. She had a hard fucking life. Um, and then her family was picked off one by one. But yeah, so that's one. That's like a much more recent one. Yeah. Then there's, um, uh, oh my gosh, America, American Horror Story, their third mm-hmm. season, Coven. The third season and then the, was it the ninth? The um, Armageddon. Oh, I didn't watch that season. Or Apocalypse. I think I dropped off like around like season five or six. I've caught up and i have to say i don't know what it was i'd have to go back and try and watch it again i didn't really like the coven season and i know it's everyone's favorite really but i loved the apocalypse season Ooh, interesting because they come back in that one. Oh, they I do was, yeah the same i characters? loved that mm-hmm. oh cool yeah that is so interesting that they do that it's that show is just very interesting and i think find it uh funny how um the haunting of series is kind of doing a similar thing to American yeah. Horror Story, where 
uh, American Horror Story is a little more like um, gaudy or gauche haunting of Hill House or Bly Manor is a lot more like sophisticated but still creepy if they still have like the same thing like where they're reusing the same actors and new roles like this anthology series right kind of a refreshing thing there's some other like like what's what's some other ones uh there's one the love witch the love witch did you ever see that i think that's what it's called i don't remember that one um it's more recent but it's stylized to look like it's from the 60s oh cool um which is, I think a lot of people did like it when they saw it. I liked it, but also I think it wasn't like a big budget movie. So some of the cars in it are <laughs> more modern. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, wait, is this really from the 60s? And mm-hmm. the girl, the main witch, she looks the part so amazingly, but kind of speaks with a very modern la accent oh so you kind of expect yeah there are some things that didn't really like hit the spot for me but i think if you are looking for a witchy movie you might as well watch it love spells are involved oh okay it's very like for well, i would hope aesthetic. so if it's the love witch <laughs> yeah let me double check that that is the name i'm like 99 percent sure um, yeah that sounds it's from 2016 oh yeah okay Oh my gosh. And then we have to talk about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Because I Oh, I love it so much. I I have to say, first season, love. Second season, love. Third season, I don't know. It turned a little too CW-ish for me. Mm. With the like singing oh okay Mm -hmm. like musical numbers and like i don't something about it just got very like what for me yeah no i can see that Mm -hmm. and then like i i like the actress that plays her but at the same time there's something about her i don't like when she talks she has a very interesting way that she talks it's like i don't know where is she from i wonder um Kiernan Chipka, something like that. American voice actress is how they have her on Google, but she's just like an actress in general. Yeah, she has a so she was Sally thing. Draper. She was um in mm-hmm. uh, Mad Men. She was uh, the daughter. She was so cute. I never watched Mad Men. I didn't. I didn't know anything about it, but I was oh, like, Chicago. I don't want to watch Men. She's from Chicago, Men. so I wonder and if she, that there's has... just a way that she does something with her mouth that I'm like I can't not see it and I think maybe from my background of um working with kids the speech therapy was always involved so mm-hmm. I'm used to like looking at people and how they like form words and yeah. sounds with their mouth yeah so I can't not look at it <laughs> I think I know what you <laughs> I think I know what you mean uh, more or less but I also think she does a really great job in this in that role and just i think yeah and i'm so glad they picked someone who's actually a teenager mm. when they cast the role <laughs> yeah i'm so tired of seeing these quote-unquote 16 year old characters being played by like 25 year olds or 28 year olds yeah. it gives a very unrealistic idea of 
the person I was supposed to be at 16. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I think uh, just how much darker it is in contrast with the Y2K version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. And it, 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 it I think, totally makes sense with um, the writer because he, he does the writing for um, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. which is obviously like the Archie comics um, yeah. in a much more darker, moody sense. And like they all live within the same universe in Greendale for Sabrina, Chilling's right. um, Adventures of Sabrina. But uh, man, just like the stylization, I feel like, I oh don't my know. God, I love it. They do a really good job of making it feel like it's an ambiguous time period. You don't, you never see people with cell phones. You have an idea like this is going on currently, but it still feels the kind of reference back to the 60s of when these comics were. Yeah. Were out in the 60s yeah. and 70s. Um, so it's just the costumes, the way that they set up the set. And yeah, they, I, they, it's just very like this nuance, like it could be happening today, but it could also be happening back in like 1973. Like you really don't fully know. Yeah, um, I like when I like when shows do that. Uh, sex Education kind of does the same thing. Oh, really? The eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I like when they do that. I I think whoever's behind Sabrina, like the styline style. I don't know the person <laughs> who like gives it that feel. Yeah, the not necessarily the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to do a like version of the Adams Family TV show. Oh my gosh. And just make it so dark. I not even comedy, just dark. I did rewatch Adam's Family though very recently, like this weekend actually, because they just they have it on Netflix, uh-huh. the first one. And I'm I'm like, man, it's been over a decade since I've seen this. It's so funny. I love um, the movies. I love the so old good. series. So so good. Um, cute. But going back to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I wonder if, because another very central character, like she's not the protagonist, obviously Sabrina is, um, played by yeah. Kiernan Shipka, but Roz. Um, Roz, amazing, and then Michelle yeah. fucking Gomez in the role of Lilith. Oh she, my god, in I'm general a, is oh, I a girl crush on her for sure. I'm a massive nerd. I am obsessed with Doctor Who as well. Oh and God, she yes. does a stint as yes. the master, um, but she goes by Missy, and she's beyond amazing. She's excellent. I, she's an incredible actress. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, and then that hair and and the, like the intense mm-hmm. eyes, and she she does the role. And I just wonder though, um, if because like for me, like man, it's been so long since I read the comics of, for any of the Archie stuff, um, Archie universe. But was Lilith like a character? And if so, you know, I don't know. right? I feel like maybe they introduced Lilith. I feel like there's this big, big trend of people who um, work with Lilith as a deity. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a big, really big romanticization. Romanticization? Man, that's a tough word. It's just she's kind of been like romanticized. Um, yeah. I think people maybe need to do a little more of their due diligence and research behind Lilith and her story um, before they start working with her or trying to connect with her. Um, but 
that being said, like, I think it was just, she is a really great, because there's so much feminism in that show, too. Yeah. And a lot of witchcraft comes down to feminism. I know that there are um, male-identifying people that practice witchcraft, so I'm not saying that, like, you're not a witch if you're not female-identifying, but it is a topic that is often leads back you know witchcraft leads back to is is this feminism and because yeah. it's all about like empowerment and stuff and so i think lilith in chilling adventures of sabrina kind of is a really excellent foil to the dark lord mm-hmm. so it's like that balance the dichotomy of and you really do see when you watch the show you see this um system that is run very patriarchally and then Mm -hmm. it shifts to the women are in power right um which i think i think is very well done yeah absolutely mama lilith um not that i see actual lilith that way but lilith in this movie in this tv series she's very like this she becomes like this um unintentional mother figure Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's Chance Perdomo, who is just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, he's so sexy. I want to listen to him recite Shakespeare. If Calm doesn't uh, commission him to do some sort of like thing, like, you know, like the Calm app, they'll like work with celebrities to do some sort of meditation. They need to contact Chance Perdomo. Anything with voice work. He's the one. And for those who don't know, he plays Ambrose, which is um, Sabrina's cousin. Oh, yes, that gender, sexuality, fluid man, I think is just so, oh, he's just so dreamy. Yeah. So, so dreamy. Um, In and out of his role, too. I love Chance. <laughs> I also, him and then um, Prudence. Oh, my God. I, I yeah, love. I, I love them together. I when What I like about her is that I really started to hate her for mm. a long time. Which well, yeah, because she presents like... herself as, like, the Regina George of this... <laughs> Yep, and she plot. goes, like, kind of back and forth, but, like, mm-hmm. as an actress, to be able to do that is, you, you're doing a good job if yeah. you can make people not like you, and she's beautiful. Yes, uh, that's and, uh, played by Tati Gabrielle, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the amazing Lachlan Watson that plays uh, mm-hmm. Theo Putnam, right? Um, which is um, the transgender story, right? which is, the I think, the portion where I'm like, well... That's kind of how you know this is actually happening more currently because this shit, like, I know this stuff happened, but it would not be so widely accepted. Like, let's be real. Like, if this was actually set decades ago. Yeah. um, Yeah. I I just find it wonderful. Like, they just have pulled so many, like, uh, topics that are relevant to our, like, modern social climate. Mm -hmm. They've pulled it into this show while stylizing and building this like world of Sabrina like I love this darker version I I always got kind of bored with Sabrina the Teenage Witch I know there's people that love it um yeah and I definitely like enjoyed watching it when it would be on TV but I prefer this version mm-hmm. a lot lot more it's kind of like this world where like nothing is completely as it seems like no one character is 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 um is flat like they're all very dimensional characters uh-huh um, and there's so many of them. There's a lot of moving characters. So if you haven't watched Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, please go watch it. Unfortunately, they only are going to have one more season and then that's it. 
Yeah, that um, the HBO. Someone said they might pick it up. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Who knows? I mean, it's definitely popular, but oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, but I know that there's this thing with like Netflix, and they really their original TV shows they really only run for four or five tops six seasons, just because mm-hmm. with each season, set design, paying the actors, it gets more and more expensive. Um, and so they kind of like always kind of pull the plug, if you will, on, uh, on shows after like its fourth season, um, with the exception of like stranger things, that thing's probably going to keep going and going and going. Then we'll see. That's only been three seasons. That's true. But I feel like it's become (laughs) such a global phenomenon that I wouldn't be surprised if they try to milk it because I mean that... Stranger Things, it's like it's its own thing, <laughs> right? Like it, it just—that's what catapulted Netflix as a source of quality entertainment, and not just like, oh, there's a bunch of these free movies that I can stream. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh but yes, okay. If it were up to me, favorite which movie would definitely be Practical Magic for me, and then favorite which TV show would be Sabrina, the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, if I had to pick the two categories. How about for you? I don't think I could. There are so many. There's, like, I mean, Suspiri, yeah, but I don't know if I was, like, particularly a witchy movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're, they are witches. Yeah. Yeah. It's but not the, just... it's not, like, the traditional kind of witchy movie. It's very out there. Yeah, it is. It is, but um, trying to think of because there's other things I've watched that are are witch related, that are movies and TV shows that are, but yeah, that show Salem I mm-hmm. mentioned I think at some point yeah um, was very cool. I actually watched think... the first uh, episode of that after you had yeah? recommended it. Yeah, what'd you think? I did. I I thought that the placement of her teat could have been better. I wasn't really excited mm-hmm. about it being in her inner thigh, and I don't know why I hung on to that detail. <laughs> it's where a lot of I know that like they that's them there. Yeah, I know. Like that's you know the where a lot of people thought that the teats would be was between the legs. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was because I didn't know that they would actually make it that there was actually witches with power in Salem. I thought oh, I was yeah. going to follow just kind of the historical, like what happened. That was cool to see the, like, Oh, they are like running with this. Like as if like, you know, there were yeah. actually these fantastical witches in. It absolutely Salem. takes history and all the oh, names yeah, yeah. and like events that happened, but it does it with the intention of being like, no, it was all legit. Mm hmm. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's obviously a spin that you're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got it. And then there's like, of course, then, you know, the the conflict of like that love story that they built mm-hmm. from episode one. And yeah. Yeah. But again, that's a show that's um, no current seasons. It ended. Another series I really liked that also is no longer airing is Penny Dreadful. Oh, I never watched that one. <gasps> Love it. Love it, love it. Yeah. I thought Josh Hartnett was a thing of the 90s um, and early 2000s, but nope. <laughs> Still going strong. And Eva Green is beautiful and amazing. 
she ends up in a home in the series that I was like, that's what I want. That's my home someday. I don't know how everyone else is going to fit, but it's mine. (laughs) That's what I want. So those two I would recommend for as a little taste of something witchy. Mm -hmm. And then if you want something lighter, this is my guilty pleasure. Mm hmm. It's so stupid and what? silly, but like I can't help it. The Good Witch. Oh yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Hallmark, absolutely Hallmark. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. Um, I think Hallmark has a lot of room for improvement mm. in their movies and shows and whatnot. But I, a friend of mine, I think Brianna, she recommended a show. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember what it was called. Yeah. It was Witches of... Um, oh, um, wait. Witches of Witches East End? Of East End. Yeah, mm-hmm. East End. Yeah. So that's another one that I watched that I, I liked, and then I started to not like it, and then I realized that that show ends, but it ends on like a cliffhanger that you'll never know, so I what? stopped watching before Oh my that gosh, happened. that would drive me insane. <laughs> I didn't like, let myself get to that when point. When things end in a cliffhanger... And then with the intention of like, we'll have another season. They're like, no, you're canceled. And that's what happened to CSI Miami. And I'll never forgive them. (laughs) Well, that's that's what she meant for me to watch. And I did eventually watch it. But I was like, what was it? Good Witch? So I started watching the show and I was like, why would she recommend this to me? This is so cheesy. (laughs) But I kept watching it. And I was like, well, I'm three seasons in. I guess it's not terrible. (laughs) And then I found that there were movies prior to the show, which I, you know, if you are looking for something witchy, but you don't want to get dark, you don't want to get heavy, and you don't necessarily want comedy, it is just really light. And it's not like a... Is it like the ghost whisper, where it's like in that kind of medium, where it's like, it's not like happy-go-lucky, but neither is it like really somber. Remember with like Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah, yeah, it's... It's very, like, it doesn't even, like, no, it, there's an, it's not mentioned that she is a witch. It's just kind of implied mm. with certain things. Okay. And I started to, like, <laughs> I really like Cassie. I'm invested in Cassie. That's the main character. Mm-hmm. And she just has this, like, absolutely amazing intuition. Like, she knows who's about to walk in the room before anyone else does. She knows who's about to call her. She, like, always knows the answer to someone's question. She owns, and that's a, kind of a cool thing. One of the movies that we mentioned earlier, Bell, Book, and Candle, mm-hmm. um, in the show, she owns a store called Bell, Book, and Candle. Oh. And it kind of, like, echoes back to, I think that movie is about a witch who has, like, a mortal neighbor that I think she has like feelings for him, but he has like a fiance or somebody that she doesn't mm. like. Uh-huh. Something I can't really remember. Um, and she, Cassie in the TV series is a widower and um, eventually falls in love with her next door neighbor. Cute. And it's really sweet and cute. And it's I like anything that's like story. remote. And there's like mystery to it of like, there's this curse they have to break because these two people can't say I love you to each other. What? It's so lighthearted. This sounds like my jam. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, guys. I mean, hope you've enjoyed this just like free flowing conversation. of just like... <laughs> 
Yeah, we we had something scheduled that we had to reschedule for another witchy episode, and we're kind of just like last minute, like let's just like sit and have a chat, just about yeah, you know, which is on the screen. I really feel like there's one that as soon as we end, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck. (laughs) I mean, there's Harry Potter. Oh, of course. Wow, we just spent like over an hour not talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, there's that. I did say the word muggle earlier, though, but not yeah, but not about specifically Harry Potter. But yeah, and Stardust. Oh, Stardust! It's gonna start coming. Yep. In now. Yeah. No, it's water falling at this point. It's all coming out. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is. Oh my god, that that Dude, she is hot. She is hot, but she also does comedy really well. She really does. Um. And also, I've I read the original Stardust book, and it's nothing really like the actual <laughs> movie. But nonetheless, I enjoy it so much, and the comedy there is just so good. I think and you fucking mm-hmm. have Robert De Niro as a gay pirate. If that's not gonna sell you on Stardust, I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill very briefly as a blonde. Oh wait, you mean in The Witcher? No, Stardust. Wait. He's the he's very briefly in it. He's is the he guy really? that's Yeah. The main character, he like is in love with that one girl, but then there's the other guy. That's Henry Cavill? Yeah. Oh my god, my jaw is dropping right now. I never I've seen that movie. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've seen that movie. I love it so fucking much. And I love Henry Cavill so much. My mind just melted. I'm gonna oh, yeah. rewatch it. I'm never gonna unsee it now. Do you need, like, a whole rundown of everything? I've loved Henry Cavill (laughs) since he was a 13-year-old in The Count of Monte Cristo. I think he was 17. Well, his character was supposed to be 13 or 16. I don't know. All the teens. He was 17, I think. Yes. So I think Graham can hear me, so I'm not going to say anything. Oh, got it, got it, got it. (laughs) We all know. Insert dirty thoughts. But no, I actually I, were, I joked. I, I, so I thought you were when you said Henry Cavill and like being blonde briefly, I thought you were going to say The Witcher. Oh, uh, no. Which sad. He's not going to be in that role for the second season. I don't know who they're going to get to play The Witcher. Huh? You haven't you didn't hear that? They're not going to have Henry Cavill back for there. there is going to be a Witcher season two, but it's not going he's to be filming Henry. it. Is he? Is he? Yeah. OK, he's been posting about it. Shut up, really? There must have yeah. been... And right, they, like, well, released a picture then. of him. He, they, like, updated his um, fit. What do you mean his fit? His outfit. Oh, his outfit. His yeah. OOTD? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Does it show his muscles more? Well, it's, it's a little bit more, like, um, in the video game. Oh, so it's, like, more accurate. Yeah. Yeah, and more witches there. And uh, mm-hmm. if if you're into Ooh. if you like talking about chaos magic, <laughs> oh my god, I I actually I love their like the story behind so the witches in The Witcher. Like oh, every so witch good. is like deformed in some way, and then obviously Yennefer, being the most powerful fucking witch, mm-hmm. is the most deformed, and she was amazing. Yeah, yes, in that so super good. It's so good, guys. So, so good. Wow. We're going to have to eventually wrap this up because <laughs> I feel like if we don't check ourselves, we're going to keep going for another two hours or more. 
Yeah, because my brain keeps being like. Yeah, because well, you just like think of more and more things of witches in it. Um, but yeah, the Witcher. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna stop this conversation here. But we hope that you enjoyed our fireside chat <laughs> about <laughs> witches in the media. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this when it's free flowing like this. I don't know how to like wrap it up um, in a, you know, tie it with a bow. But tell you what. We'll have more converse. If you like these conversations, we'll have more of them, but we will upload them to our Patreon. Oh, yeah. And if you would like to hear them, you can join us on Patreon dot com slash the new witches. Yes. And you get other stuff too that you would yeah yeah we'll do that like you we'll get you get readings you get other you know exclusive benefits but we'll be adding bonus episodes of these kinds of chats they're probably much more random I want to like call them like <laughs> not fireside like cauldron side cauldron side <laughs> cauldron sound side great. chats <laughs> this is something catchy. yeah so we'll think we'll think of it we're we're gonna workshop it. i'm maria (laughs) i'm laura and you've been listening to the new witches thanks so much for tuning in guys we've hoped you enjoyed our um (laughs) aimless conversation (laughs) we've had fun (laughs) we hope you enjoyed it too um but yeah follow us on instagram and twitter at the new witches you can find us on facebook the new witches podcast and uh we've can i just say we've recently been getting tweets We've been added. Yes, yes. They've added us, like at added us. Um, and I feel very relevant. I know we're we're kind of a big deal now. We're kind of a big deal. We have 10k downloads. It's no big deal. I can't believe that. I know. I can't. I, we've been. What was our last milestone? Was 7.5k. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's gonna take us so long to get to 10k. Like, let's see. And then it's like it just like happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, we just posted that on our social meds mm-hmm. and wow, guys, like, thank you so much. Your support means like everything. Like, I can't believe so many yeah. people, I can't believe people have listened to us 10,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. I, I, like, I did see it's getting closer and closer, but it, it like, it didn't really, like, sit with me mm-hmm. until we got that one coming through, and I was like, what? Yeah. What? Really? Amazing. Oh, so exciting. Oh yeah, we're on the up and up. Um, yeah, guys, so, again, your support, amazing. Thank you so much. We love each and every one of you. Um, and we do love when you guys reach out to us on social media. We like we do. We freak out. Um, and we just love connecting and building our community. Um, yeah. Of just, we're very open to it. We're super super open afraid. to it. Um, but yeah, another way that you can show your support again. Um, Laura mentioned Patreon, and uh, so if you'd like to be a Patreon member, it's a great way to support the show. Um, and you. As a thank you, you're given exclusive benefits. Uh, we have different tiers, but in each tier, you get um, some sort of reading from uh, Laura 
as well as we'll be um, starting to develop like bonus episodes that are Patreon exclusive. You're added to um, our Facebook community that's private and added to the close friends list on Instagram. So you'll see exclusive like uh, story posts there. And yeah, guys, it just really helps helps us keep the ball rolling on the show. It just yeah. it's th- for our current um Patreon members, thank you so much because so so much. We the, have a new one too. Oh, we do. Oh, we have to shout them out. Michaela Taylor. Michaela Taylor. Um usually for so yeah, you'll get a shout out as a Patreon member. Usually we'll do it in the beginning. So I think in our next one, we'll shout her out we'll in the beginning one. again because yeah. um she's owed that. Um our listeners episode. Yeah. That's our next one. That's right. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, guys. Um, So, yeah, with that um, coming up, if you want to send in your listener stories, we, on our listener stories episode, we read out loud any of your witchy, true crime, paranormal, overall weird or creepy, just even if it's like a wild ass, like weird dream Close encounters, UFO stuff, glitches in the matrix, black eyed children, anything, anything, anything creepy and weird and and or witchy. We'll record it in the dark. Oh, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just kidding. Maybe not. Thank you. I can't (laughs) handle it. (laughs) It'll be too scary. Um, but yeah, like we read it out loud on that episode, and so if you want your story submitted and read on the episode you can um, send it in um, through our website Uh, if you go to our contact page we have a submission form there or you can email it in directly if that's easier for you our email is thenewwitches at gmail.com and I I don't know if I said the url for the website is just thenewwitches.com very easy very easy we're just kind of like the new witches everywhere so But yeah, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, we'll see you again on Friday for our listeners and then again for our normally uh, scheduled Wednesday episodes. But yeah, guys, stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.